Project Management Insights, providing project managers with professional development in the interpersonal skills areas of leadership, team building and communication. Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Project Management Insights. And today I have another guest with me. And my guest today is Jennifer Jones, who is a consultant works, who works with organizations to help them transform their project management processes. Her work has proven to radically improve project visibility to project sponsors and stakeholders, while massively increasing the efficiency and effectiveness of project tracking, reporting and team communication. Welcome Jennifer and thank you so much for joining me on this episode today. Well, thank you, Karen. How are you doing today? I'm very good, thank you. And I just love today's topic all about dealing with difficult um, difficult project sponsors. <laughs> so I guess you have had experience with difficult project sponsors. I know I have. Yes. Unfortunately, yes, right? It's part of it. <laughs> and it's not such a good thing when it happens. So do you want to start us off by giving us, I know you were, you've talked to me before about that really bad project sponsor that you had, but do you want to give me some examples of some of the issues you've had with project sponsors? Yeah, so um, there, there's always the one that really sticks out, you know, <laughs> really sticks out. And um, so I, one project sponsor that I had a really difficult time with um, was um, someone who he wanted to have all kinds of information. And so he was really, basically, if you can think about a manager who's micromanaging, you know, you, um, he's, he was like the micromanaging project sponsor. Um, he wanted to have, uh, wanted to be copied on a bunch of emails. He wanted to have... Um, he wanted to, uh, if I, you know, kind of move forward on something or change some dates or adjusted something, he wanted to know why. Uh, really, really, the deep down to the detail level. And um, he also wanted to have uh, not weekly meetings with me, but he wanted to be updated weekly on the like basically on the team, how many actions were being taken place, how many actions were recorded. And were people getting, um, you know, of, of the members in the team, were people getting things done, you know, of the action, number of action items they had, how many did they actually get completed, were, you know, he wanted percentages on the team members and stuff, and it's like, holy wow, mister, you gotta lay off the caffeine, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that, that would be a project manager's worst nightmare. I mean, that's just overkill. It was really, really tough. And I think that's part of the reason it really stuck with me is because it's like, wow, you know, does he not trust me? And I, that's part of it. But it was also him. So if I kind of, you know, looking in hindsight, 2020, right? Yeah. Um, I tended to take it quite personally, if I'm really honest about it, um, yeah. is that he doesn't trust me. He doesn't want to, you know, let me manage this project. And it was a very high profile project. Um, it was, you know, important to the company, uh, but it was go also the project was going really well. And so we were completely on track. Budget was looking great. Schedule was looking great. 
everything was good. Um, and he was just like a nightmare. <laughs> so um, that was really tough. Um, so in hindsight, one of the things that I really um, looked back on is that the way that he w was acting, you know, so I took it personally at the, at the, in the moment, like, you know, what is it about me? He doesn't blah, blah, blah. But as time went on, I realized it wasn't actually even about me. It was about him. And so if I could get my own focus off of, you know, my own insecurities, frankly, mm -hmm. and realize, you know what, this is actually about his insecurities and about his, um, his reaction to being not feeling good or, or worrying about something. And it's probably part of his nature, actually, frankly, as well, uh, is to, um, you know, be that type of a sponsor, you know, uh, of a project. So, um, Let's see. So I learned a lot from that experience. But then, okay, so, so what I've heard you say, though, is you've, you came to, you, you initially thought it was about you and mm -hmm. that, you know, his, his, that, it, that there wasn't trust built with him. And I've spoken before about the importance of building that strong relationship with your project sponsor at the start. So how did you start out in terms of your relationship with him? It was, that is a really important question. So we, we, to be quite honest, we kind of started off on an awkward, imbalanced place. Um, he, again, he's worrying about this project. He brought me on board specifically to manage this project. Um, and they, and as a consultant to, to manage the project and, um, it, uh, and it was for an external client of his company that would um, bring a lot of money into the company if it was if it all if all went well. And so we were a consulting company who was charging our people out to a client, and I was managing that project for us. And what I came to learn is that um, he had lost a lot of money on a project with his client before, and so he was really looking for somebody that had. And he he really blamed the project manager. That was on the previous project as part of the problem right. and the client and so what I came to learn was that um, you know I was running circles around this project I mean it was like I, I felt really good about the work that we were doing it was like that was so solid um, and the client was difficult but I mean clients are I mean that's <laughs> a part awesome. of our job is dealing yeah. with dealing with difficult clients and kind of keeping things balanced and stuff. And, um, but when you've got somebody in the middle of it, you know, being, you know, in the middle of every kind of email kind of wondering like, you know, how are you going to handle this and what are you going to do about that? And it's like, just, you know, let's give it a couple of hours <laughs> before we, you know, re, you know, react to it yet. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so the, you asked about the, how did the relationship start? And so he brought me on to manage this specific project. And um, it, wasn't, we, it wasn't like a warm relationship right off the bat, um, which is typically kind of my style is to kind of get to know people and understand where they're coming from. And, um, and it, it felt um, rigid from the beginning with like, you know, this is my, these are my expectations. This is what I, this is what I want. You know, here's, here's, how, here's what you'll be doing, you know, that type of uh, standpoint. And I was kind of like, hmm, 
okay, well, I can certainly do all of those things, you know, and, and in my mind, I'm like, can we also be friends? <laughs> no, can we yeah. also like, each other? Well, that, and that's yeah. an interesting, I'm, I'm so glad you spoke about that because the, the one thing that I talk about um, often in my episodes is about being clear on expectations and assumptions. And oftentimes we don't speak those out aloud so that our team understands exactly what we want. And we don't often understand what our business owner or project sponsor wants from us. And so when there's that, the, when there's not that clarity there, that makes our job more difficult. So I'm interested that he actually started from that perspective mm-hmm. and was very clear about what it was that he wanted. Mm-hmm. And then I also hear that there's a difference, isn't there, between doing just our job in that space mm-hmm. of, well, yes, I can deliver to you exactly what you've asked me for, just that. Mm-hmm. And feeling the connection in order to, and I'm going to say go above and beyond That's right. what it is that that person wants because it's the relationship and the strength of our relationship that has us work at our best, not just meeting the expectations at a basic level. That's absolutely right. And that's, that is specifically what I had a difficult time with in that situation was what he said he wanted was he wanted the project to, you know, to be, you know, um, at budget or under the budget, and they wanted to make X, you know, an X amount of margin on the project, you know, as they're delivering it, and it was really important to manage the client closely, et cetera, and to make sure we're not, you know, um, going over on the labor hours, et cetera, which were all, you know, it, it needed to be managed, but it wasn't like horrible, right? And um, so I was checking all those boxes, but what he really wanted to know, what, what I found, what I realized as, the, as time went on, what he really wanted to know is, but is it going to end okay? You know, is it going to turn out okay? What can, you know, so we had our, li- our ri- list of risks and he would worry about the risks and what's being done about them. And um, ultimately what I ended up doing was um, making everything like super transparent for him so that he could see all the information as it was happening. And yes, that did, you know, at first end up having a lot more questions to it. You know, I see that so-and-so didn't get the such and such to you by yesterday. Mm -hmm. What's going on with them? And um, and so I'd have to answer those types of questions. Um, But I also started to, um, uh, note in a very visible place, like, you know, and here's what the next step is, you know, that didn't, you know, deadline was, here's the next step. And so he could actually see it and consume that himself, uh, and know that things are being done. So really be, um, ultra visible, ultra transparent on everything that's occurring. Um, it made it very difficult though. Um, I had to be very careful about, you know, the, you know, sometimes you have to protect your team members a little bit. Yep. And so I had to be very careful about um, putting things uh, visible in a certain type of way that he wouldn't go directly then to the team member and say, why haven't you said, you know, why haven't you blah, blah, blah. And so that um, there is always that piece that he, he knows, oh, Jennifer is actually in conversations with it, already, you know, addressed it. Otherwise, he might feel like he needed to. 
And you were explaining to me that in the way that you did that was like built a, a um, dashboard for him, you know, mm -hmm. with that information that, that updated. Yep. Can you talk to us about what, what you did, like how you created yeah. that or, yeah? Yes, so I made it really ultra visible on a dashboard. And so we would have all of our weekly, um, our, so that, you know, the weekly team minutes, you know, that you send after the meeting minutes, that was not enough information for him whatsoever because he didn't want to know about it last Friday, you know, so that was from last Friday, but now it's Tuesday. Uh, what about now? <laughs> and so... Um, what he really needed to have was, you know, he wanted to be able to see anytime he thinks about something that he can know kind of where things are at and which is crazy talk. Um, but it also, um, it actually helped strengthen, um, it helped strengthen me as a project manager in a couple of ways. And one of those ways is to get the, is to create a lot of visibility on my projects. And I did that by creating a dashboard that had all open action items, all open issues, um, and then the, the decisions that were made, who made the decision, it has the dates all on it, and we're all working on it together on the same, from the, from the same piece of uh, information. There's one, you know, central source of information. I stopped sending out um, weekly meeting minutes and it was just the dashboard that the team would utilize in order to get work done. And we ended up actually surfacing that to the end client as well, a version of it, not the, cause we also tracked our internal, um, uh, our internal um, margins, you know, for, for, the, yeah. for the company, you know, it, you know the, our estimate at completion numbers are gonna be such, and that means that our margin at the end will be such, and that's something that was really important to this um, sponsor. Right. And then he, cause he wanted the margin to be at a certain level. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then, uh, and then he was able to see like, as things move forward, you know, kind of how does that adjust to the margin higher or lower? Yeah. Or, what can yeah. go wrong and what's being done about, you know, in a, you know, what are the action items that connect to the risks that we have in there, what mitigation is happening and the status on all of those. And so it was just highly visible to him, but it was also highly visible to our team members. And so I originally put that, you know, put that together in order to address this, you know, problem of managing this difficult sponsor. But what actually happened and what's um, what I've begun to use ever since is this concept of high visibility to help team members know what they're what's what's up next so what their very next thing is what they have to work on and it helps re remove the ambiguity from you know what the goal what the goals are you know creating high visibility what their roles are in meeting those goals and then their next step their personal next step what they have to do next and um, by making that highly visible from an individual perspective from a team perspective, mm. from a sponsor perspective, and from a client perspective, um, actually ended up saving me quite a lot of time. I can't say <clears throat> that I was ever friends with this sponsor. 
No, but, but then it sounds like the relationship with your team actually developed uh, and strengthened in a way that, I mean, to me, that's the most valuable thing, isn't it? In a way, yeah. really. So. It, it was great. So the team, the team actually flourished and the project was, uh, was very successful. Mm -hmm. um, they had, this company had never made um, a profit on any, and they, well, from according to the sponsor, they've never made a profit on any project they've ever done with this client. And it, uh, you know, but we made the margin that he was um, aiming, targeting for it on this project. The client was happy. And um, the sponsor, you know, while still not uh, a friend or, or very warm, you know, I got, I got a check. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's interesting then how, Oftentimes, if I take something away, it's that point that we don't always have the relationship that we might want with our sponsor. As and as long as we understand where they're coming from and can give them what they want, perhaps that has to be enough for us. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, one of the reasons I think that I continue to think about that particular sponsor is that there's a lot of stuff that came, you know, good out of, you know, um, that work. But um, I think I, from a self-reflection -re perspective, I, you know, you always kind of look back and be like, what could I have done differently, differently or better? Yep, yep. To actually build that relationship. You know, was there something? And um, I have to say to this day, I haven't... Um, haven't had any like big ahas about it. <laughs> and so I think that there probably are some um, outliers where, you know, cause the story we like to tell is, you know, I, this, this guy was horrible to deal with and, you know, or, or this woman was horrible to deal with and, you know, they asked me for all these things and then there's some kind of hero story or until I did this and, and now we're best friends and we go for coffee every Friday. You know? <laughs> so uh, yeah, no. <laughs> that's, the, that's the story I'd like to tell, but that's not actually the story. <laughs> yeah. And then what a great learning experience then, you know, as a project manager, because it sounds like he was one of the most difficult people you could deal with in terms of a sponsor. And, and as you said, you, you learned a lot from it overall, even though it wasn't the best experience. Yeah. It, it was tough because one of my things that I, I take a great deal of, um, you know, personal pride in is being able to, you know, um, under promise and over deliver, over -deliver type, yep. type of thing. And so I take a lot of delight in, um, in doing that extra thing that makes somebody say like, Oh, thank you. know, this is, this is what I needed. Yeah. And, um, and so it's one of those things where it's like, man, I never got there on that one. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> So this and so the, it's a it's a question. I mean, it's kind of a, it's still an open question that probably won't have an answer for me. Um, so to your point, it kind of is. Uh, you know, maybe that's just you know every now and again the way that things are. You know, and will be. And the takeaways for me from that have really been um, high visibility and high transparency, not really to address sponsor issues um, you know, necessarily, but really to um, help the team, um, you know, and, and put some oil and, and grease on the wheels of the team and be able to be a lot more efficient uh, with working together and handing off and having the right information right where you, 
um, with where you're looking at it rather than having to go, you know, search for something. Yeah. And so I mean, that um, all in one place type of uh, management. And that sounds great to me because that only makes their job easier in the long term. Yeah. And I think the thing that I have heard from you is that the sponsor had fear and you weren't ever going to necessarily allay that fear because it was his. And, you know, there yeah. was no way of, of handling that in any different way. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's probably true for, for all of us is that all of our fear is kind of our, our own. Yep. And, you know, maybe somebody can make us, you know, feel better for a little while or, you know, to, to alleviate that. But when it comes to dealing with our own fear, we, we have to deal with it ourselves. And um, unfortunately, you know, when we uh, have a lot of fear and we're managing other people or, you know, a project sponsor or a team and we have fear, then that can be really contagious and affect things. And so it's um, another something we really have to take a look at as you know, how we're dealing with that. Well, absolutely. And, and what I heard you talk about was him um, being scared that, that the project wasn't going to end up the way that he wanted. So he was already way into the future before you'd even started the project pretty much. Absolutely. And when people are in that space and living in that space all the time, they can't help but be fearful because the only story they have is this isn't going to work. Right. That's exactly right. And it was, it was really kind of bizarre at some points where, um, you know, all every there's like we're green across the board on everything and he's still really convinced that somehow this is not going to work yeah and um i think ultimately the relationship and i know as i'm reflecting back i think ultimately that relationship um i might have a relationship with him if it actually hadn't have worked out you know if the project had failed um because that would have he would have been right no. Oh, and, and because the project was successful, right? Because I was like, this thing is going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And um, if the project, uh, with the project being successful and as successful as it was, then he also then it kind of added to that strain of you know he's been you know you know acting this way for all of this time, and now it's actually worked out. And I think he may have felt a little foolish about perhaps I don't know it's hard to say no foolish foolish yes and I don't even know that it's that because if I use my own life experience here what happens is it's like it's the ultimate of what we wanted so we wanted a project that succeeded Mm -hmm. but if the rest of my life and this is my story if the rest of my in the rest of my life nothing ever works and that's my story nothing ever works then when you give me something that works, it's like I'm not deserving of that working. And so I take, I find it really, really difficult to come to terms with the fact that something's worked. It's like, oh, is this really true? There's still this uncertainty and dis-ease because it can't be true that something's finally worked for me. I don't deserve to have this work because nothing's ever worked. Right. So, so, so how come you've given me this, this, it can't be real that this has actually worked. Right. And he, he, that's actually really true. And then this, then this situation, he was uh, actually mistrustful about, you know, even after the project was done and closed and whatever that, um, you know, that we would actually, 
still come out on top. And so, and, and then and the customer actually even had um, paid. So he was, you know, the, the project was done and closed and then they had, you know, kind of some terms on payment that were stretched out. And um, then it was, well, they're never going to pay. And it's like, it's always something, right? But then yeah. again, and it's all, you know, and so it, it all worked, worked well. And um, so, yeah, anyway, but it's, it's really that fear piece that, and that really what you're talking about with the, you know, if you're convinced that it's um, nothing is going to work, then, you know, in, you can't actually fully accept that it has. Right. And as a project manager, there's nothing you can do. As you said, it was his fear. And so you can only do what you do. And that is manage your job. And your job is to man manage the project in the best way possible and bring it home, deliver the project. That's yeah. all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that, that's what I did. And was that one that I, you can probably tell haunts me a little bit still because I'm like, <laughs> I wanted him to be happy about it. <laughs> yeah. You wanted a friend and he didn't want to be friends. So that's no, okay. Not want to be friends. <laughs> Actually, I, I just, I just wanted him to be happy about it. That That's uh, when I, maybe the friend thing is a little bit, you know, cheeky on my part, but it's, it, it's, I, I wanted him to be like, you know what? Yeah, that's a solid, you know, that's, that's what we needed. And yeah. um, it just never, um, you know, I never got that. And so, I mean, that's probably something I need to have a look at too, is, you know, why is that? Well, maybe not why is that so important, but, um, you know, you like to be appreciated for the, you know, hard work you put in on something and particularly, and I like to be able, I like to be that person that turns, turns it around, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so I kind of do get drawn to those difficult type of situations. So I'm like, ah, oh, I can turn that around. That'll be okay. Yeah. You know, I can, I can help with, I can help with that. And then, you know, there's that one that you can that you couldn't do it on. Right. And then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> so <laughs> they, Get it. they uh, used to say of me at my old, um, one of my old jobs that, you know, if you have a, um, difficult client, and then, you know, that, that's, uh, you know, hand it to Jennifer, you know, cause I would be, you know, had the most difficult folks. Yeah. But then I started thinking about it and it's like, what does that mean? I'm making a career out of dealing with the very, the most difficult people that nobody else wants to deal with. That doesn't sound like fun either. So I've kind of been switching that up a bit too. <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, I'm totally with you because I've been in the same place. I always, I often go into interviews saying, well, I can get people to do things for me that they won't do for others. Mm -hmm. And it's that simple, it's that same sort of thing. It's just the approach and how you ask people, how you talk to people, you know, the way that you engage with them and makes all the difference. The relationship is the key in, in having anything delivered, you know, in dealing with anybody. And yeah. I mean, across a project, there are a number of different stakeholders that we have to deal with at different levels, mm -hmm. all with different personalities, all with different expectations, all with different assumptions, you know, and it's our job to make it work. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of why I love being a project manager is because of the challenge of it and yeah. the, the people, it's the people challenge of it really that is the part that um, I love because you can, um, and the, the, and the diversity of people of, you know, of the challenges that there are as well. Um, and so yeah, that's part of what I love. And so when you come up against something you can't solve for, you're like, dag nabbit. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. Well, maybe you chalk that up as your one major, you know, problem project sponsor and all of the rest <laughs> will be, you know, a piece of cake compared to that, that particular sponsor. So yeah, maybe that's good. the way it will work. Yeah. I guess everybody needs to have one. So I got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And I've been in the exact same space too. So I get it. I get it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today for this episode and hopefully the listeners have had some insights into things to look for and how to perhaps approach that relationship with their sponsor. That might mean that, yes, yeah, sometimes understanding that you just can't please them all of the time and you simply focus on doing your job. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yes, I, I completely agree. Now the, the visibility piece did help that sponsor too, but um, ultimately didn't win him over. Um, but it did help with uh with that, um, with managing him as well. So. Well, I think the visibility piece for me would, I would take that into all of my projects, regardless of what the sponsor was like. So to me, that's a huge win across the board for all of my project teams, you know, rather than, you know, being sponsor specific. So yeah, it's a, it's a great piece. So, yeah. Thank well, thank you. you. Thank you for having me today, Karen. It's lovely to talk with you. Yeah, very, very great. And um, how can people reach out to you if they want to find out more about what you do and um, your approach to project management? Sure. Um, my email is, um, or my website is uh, jjconsulting.global. I'm sorry, jjconsulting.global is our website. Right. And my um, email address is jj at jjconsulting.global. Awesome. All right. So reach out to Jennifer if you've got questions about her approach or, you know, you want to understand more about um, the way that she manages her projects. Um, and uh, yeah, well, I will talk to you all again next week for another episode of Project Management Insights. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this Project Management Insights podcast. Be sure to visit projectmanagementinsight.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter or to receive updates on upcoming training.